Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as he always is, is my imp friend from the fifth dimension, Tim. I was going to try to do a Gilbert Gottfried um, oh God. voice, but no, I, I, nope. I'm honestly, I'm so tired, I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> it, it, it hurt my soul as much of the souls of everyone else. <laughs> and, and yeah, all right, well, that's, that's probably for the best. Yeah, that's I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all right. We don't need yeah. to. We don't need to inflict Six that. Six is good. Yeah. Okay. Six is good. Wait, what is that? What's that reference? <laughs> that is from Batman uh, eighty nine. It's oh. another, which which was oh. also referenced in, in this, this episode. episode. Um, yes. We could talk about that when we can talk about that when we get to it. But Six is good is when Alexander Knox is and Vicky Vale are touring the touring the suits of armor in Wayne Manor mm-hmm. and Bruce comes in and a guy's like Mr. Wayne we need to open more cases of the wine how many do you think and Bruce is like say six yeah yeah six yeah, is six good, good. alright yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep that's right that's right the most arbitrary line in yeah. the movie <laughs> anyway uh, how are you <laughs> I'm good. Uh, good we've been getting a lot of emails lately and I want to try to get through a couple of them at least here um, All right, let's let's do it. Yeah, let's let's hop to it. Uh, this one comes from Karina in Brazil. Uh, and Brazil, Brazil, Who do I know Brazil. Karina <laughs> uh, uh, said some very very nice things, most of which I'm embarrassed to to read because she said them about us. Um, no, but uh, to to summarize it, uh, she started listening to the podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, and uh, and she really enjoyed it. So I thank her very much. She said some very nice things. Um, and she especially appreciated the way that we talk about, uh, Alex and Maggie and, and Sanvers. Um, and, uh, and she actually went back and, and listened to our previous podcast ever since Maggie's been on the show. Um, and she just said, as a gay woman, it's kind of rare to listen and, and, and read positive things about gay characters on TV, um, in quote unquote straight media outlets. Um, people seem respectful enough, um, just not to create problems and they tend to keep uh, the Sandra story in the background. Um, but uh, she likes the way that we've been handling it. So um, that was very nice Ooh. of her. It was a very touching um, email. Uh, and she actually addressed it to Tim, Frank and Palmer. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah. I, so will, that, I will let him know via this show when he there, listens to it. There Palmer, you, go. you were mentioned there. I did it. Yeah. There. Done. <laughs> Check that one off. Anyway, thank you to Karina for the very nice, uh, the, the very, very nice note. Um, moving on, um, I want to read this, uh, this one from, uh, Cloud, Cloud the Westie, who's, I think, left us iTunes reviews before. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, a couple of, couple of questions. Uh, why did Lena have the artificial kryptonite in the first place? Um, is she manufacturing it or holding it on for her mom, holding on to it for her mom? If she is manufacturing, how did her mom know it was there in order to send Robo Hank to retrieve it? Uh, do you want to address that one before we move on to the next the next question? Actually, ooh, um, so actually, it's a really good question. Actually, I didn't think about it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that she is running a company. She is running a company that kryptonite can be used for 
alternative resources, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. something like that for research purposes. Maybe she used it in case of evil Supergirl attack. Sometimes that happens. That's you know that's kind of where my mind is. Like we did just have a, a Kryptonian invasion last year, um, right? So maybe she's holding on to it for that reason, kind of like Batman. Uh, holds right. on to a piece of kryptonite. Um, yeah, or she maybe also, she's evil, or she's evil. You know, or she's fine. secretly evil. There's always that possibility, yeah. which I am still kind of holding on to in the back of my mind. That that's, that's a possibility. God, the other she's thing, a Lutherist. She is a Luther, after all. Yeah. Um, no, I said the, you're such a Lutherist. Oh, I'm a Lutherist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I am. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, she did have that that alien detection fingerprint scanner thing. Um, yep. So she clearly is afraid of aliens, and this this kind of would jive with that. Um, keeping a stash of kryptonite just in case. So that th- those are a couple of theories right there. The other then um, is I think there's so much more to Lena than we're being told. I think she knows that Kara is Supergirl playing a game with her, uh, rolling the chess piece when Kara left the room and so forth. Uh, and the comment, I'm only human, um, which that comment did stand out to me as well. Uh, it did. It did really stand out as like, this is something they're hanging their hat on and I think we're going to see more of it eventually or see mm-hmm. something that comes back to it eventually. Either she's not really human uh, or, uh, or she, or yes, as, as, as cloud is saying, um, she's she, definitely, she's definitely human. I don't know. Maybe she's a clone. Oh, well, well, she could be a clone. You know what I mean? Well, aren't, why can a clone be human, Frank? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, a clone is still human, but the great civil rights issue of our in, days. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But you know, not in the traditional sense. So maybe that's sure. why they, there's a little bit of a gray area there. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm leaning more honestly, uh, leaning more towards she knows Kara's secret, uh, okay. and that's also why she might say Kara Danvers, you're my hero. Um, mm. So those things add up there. Anyway, thank you, Cloud, for that note. Cool. Um, then uh, there's a couple questions here that kind of maybe deal in, in spoiler territory, um, so I don't want to I don't want to cover those now for people who are trying to avoid spoilers. Um, but uh, when we were talking uh, the uh, alien detector stuff that we brought up a couple weeks ago, um, sure. and they ha- in the bottle episode, um, uh, Miguel says uh, listening to the this episode had to comment on the alien detector talk. Could this be something Cisco provides in the crossover since Flash already has sensors for metahumans? I think that's an interesting, interesting idea. That if not an actual, if not an actual uh, alien sensor, at the very least, you know, some kind of tech like power sensor. Yeah, yeah, something, some kind of tech that. Mm, that's um, interesting. I guess. I guess mm. that's really a weird line between, because because we don't question. I mean, this is not a flash show, but we don't question them detecting, you know, metahumans on the flash that's as right. a civil rights issue. That's true. But but you would you would for aliens and so yeah. hmm i guess because only maybe they're because the the meta human detector is really only like anytime it goes off somebody's like robbing a bank or something like yeah. that you know so i don't know i don't know um it it, it it is i think that may just that may just boil down to different universes different writers and and this is sort of the cause they've taken up on this show and on the other show that's not as that's not as important so they kind of brush it under the rug i think yeah. that, that may be just the reality of the situation but that is a very very good point um that that it's sort of a double standard in a way interesting mm. stuff um 
I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna wrap it up for for uh, emails today. Thank you so so much uh, to everybody who uh, who uh, went ahead and, and sent us emails at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. Very much appreciate that, and uh, we uh, please keep sending them. You know, we look forward very much to uh, to hitting all those uh, uh, all those emails, reading. We read everyone, and uh, we try to address as many of them on the on the show as we can. So please keep sending them. Two things before we get into our review. Uh, first, uh, I want to uh, give a quick shout out to our friends who are uh, putting together the Superfan Convention in Vancouver uh, this September. Super exciting! Uh, they're going to be uh, holding a, a con- uh, convention for Supergirl fans by Supergirl fans uh, at the Pinnacle Hotel in in Vancouver, Vancouver, BC. Uh, it's from September eighth through tenth. That's a Friday through Sunday, uh, and the presale for tickets is running right now uh, through February twenty eighth. So uh, as we're recording this, you've got just about a week left uh, to pick up those tickets and and. There's lots of promo perks that come with the ticket packages. Check out their website uh, to uh, to make sure that you're you're understanding and seeing what all the perks are. I think I saw some T-shirts are going out there. Uh, there's some some really uh, cool stuff. You can find it at superfanconventions.com. Um, not a sponsor, but we are sort of uh, partnering with them. Um, they've got uh, payment plans if you need to try to. Um, if you need to try to spread out the cost over time, um, up to over three months, you can check out the FAQ page for uh, all the details there. But currently, they've announced Dean Kane, McCod Brooks, uh, Sash and Sahil, uh, all these, all these. Um, Sah- who he, of course, uh, played a DEO agent. Uh, there's more and more announcements to come. We are actually right now. Um, <clears throat> if you go to our Twitter account, Twitter.com/slash/tv/supergirl, we are giving away two passes to this convention. <clears throat> All you need to do is retweet and follow um, us, and and you'll be entered in the drawing to win. Um, the tweet is pinned right at the top of our Twitter account, so check it out, TV Supergirl, and, and you'll see uh, how you can how you can enter to win. Uh, and if uh, you'd like uh, to go ahead and just you know go ahead and, and buy a buy a ticket right now, uh, we've actually got a promo code for ten percent off uh, tickets of a hundred US dollars or more. Uh, and, and this code is good until August 31st of 2017 for online sales only. And the code is SGTVTalk10. SGTVTalk10 for 10% off uh, passes at, uh, at Superfan Convention. We're super excited uh, to be working with them. Some cool announcements to come regarding this uh, later. But for now, just know it's in Vancouver, September 8th through 10th, and the presale ends the 28th of February. Uh, so, so you know, lock it in while the presale prices are, uh, are still valid. So that's the first thing I want to tell you guys about. The second thing is, of course, our, our friends, our sponsors over at Supergirl.tv, uh, who are the one-stop shop for all Supergirl spoilers, reviews, recaps, uh, promo videos, photos, images, all this content by fans for fans. We're so, so pleased to continue to work with them uh, because they have been just so, so awesome to work with. And their site is just amazing. I mean, I literally do check it daily. It's it's uh, actually, this is no joke. This is, this is the truth. I'll, I'll, I'll show Tim and he can verify this. But it is actually the number one uh, bookmark on my iPhone when you when you look at my when you look at my phone, yep. it's it, it's the that is, number one 
bookmark right there. Uh, there it the is. The first thing, so I can I can check it out. You know, a couple times Whoop, a day. There it is. Whoop! There it is. So uh, check out Supergirl uh, TV. The newly designed site is awesome. You know, it's been about a month or so, I guess, since they redesigned it. But it's just it's still it's just awesome. I'm, I'm discovering new little things every day. Community there is awesome. Uh, we could not could not be more thrilled and more pleased and more lucky to be working with these guys because they are. Uh, they're just fantastic. They're they're just absolutely fantastic. So check them out, Supergirl.tv. Follow them on Twitter at Supergirl TV site, and uh, you will uh, you will not regret your decision. Uh, and and we we thank them for their sponsorship of Supergirl TV Talk. Okie dokie, okay, my friend, my imp friend. Uh, if I get you to say Mitt, does that mean that I host the podcast alone? No, it has to be my whole name. Oh, good luck trying to say Timothy backwards. Yeah, that's annoying. Yep. Sorry. Can't make this too easy for you. (laughs) Okay. Supergirl season two, episode 13. Mr. And mix Mr. And Mrs. Mrs. Pitlick. Is that right? Yeah, that's good. Yes. Mrs. Pitlick. I'm going to call Mixie from here. on. Yeah, that's good. We can go with that. Okay, fine. Uh, They they call them that on the show, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, February. Uh. February 20th, 2017, directed by Stefan, possibly Stephen, depends on how you pronounce, pronounce S T E F A N, uh, Plazinski, written by Supergirl, uh, comic book writer um, of years past and pretty recent, Sterling Gates, friend of the show. That's right. And, and Jessica, uh, Jessica Keller, Kuehler, I want to say Q U E L L E R, I'm not sure if it's Keller or Queller. Qu- it could be Queller. Hmm. I want to say Keller. I've never heard her name spoken out loud, so. Me either. Okay, so we pick up exactly where last week's episode, Mm -hmm. you know, left Mm -hmm. us. Uh, And so Mixie shows up and he proposes to Kara and he's like, I can show you the world. And then we have to stop because we don't have time for, we can't, we, we, we don't, we don't have the rights to that. (laughs) I couldn't believe they literally, they literally used that song. Yep. I feel, I feel like. He was a good improviser. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how some people are just that. like, yeah, I, I mean, it could have been in the script, you know, uh, but I feel like you have to clear that, you know, I feel like you have to like license uh-huh. the song and stuff. So I don't know. But I was I very, very surprised and pleased. And I was I was laughing out loud. Maybe it wasn't enough of the song to have to clear it. Could be. Things things we don't know. Great. OK, just uh, just the theme, the theme of our whole podcast things we don't know (laughs) yeah all right uh so he proposes to he proposes to Kara, uh and he's like oh i'm sorry i didn't see tall dark and blansom you know my my rival there so Um, great it was great um and so he he uh mixie has fallen in love with Kara from the fifth dimension you know because she is wonderful and all things that we already knew about her um and so i i think his his reasoning is not wrong like across the board like it's he might not be authentic in some in or in a weird way but like his i guess we could see his reasoning as authentic um, sure i mean who wouldn't who wouldn't love her right but but it's his methods that we have problems with exactly to say the least exactly um and so he banishes monel to the deo in his underwear and i really like i really like jean just like monel monel yeah hello i like monel's like just awkward like Yep. It reminds me of Gus Gorman from Superman 3, the Richard Pryor character, just sort of awkwardly waving. Hello. I have no memory of that. Okay. I, I remember two things from that movie. 
them skiing on top of a skyscraper. Uh huh. And the weird alien computer green lady at the end that scared the crap out yeah. of me as a kid. That's and fine. I'm still That's, scared of it. Honestly, I know I brought it up, but that movie's better just left not remembered. Yep, you brought it up. You're to blame for everything. Okay. Me, my fault. Okay, so Kara obviously refuses. Um, she is not about. She is not about that life. And he is like, "Well, don't worry. I will woo you. I will shower you with the, with the loves and stuff." Um, good luck, buddy. Good luck. And so we learn, of course, that he is a fifth dimensional being over at the DEO, and that he is actually, or not Mixie himself, but fifth dimensional beings has been have been seen on Daxum and Mars, and you know. Um, we learn from when later, you know, leprechauns and jinns and genies and all these things are basically just fifth dimensional beings, you know, wish granters. Yes. Yes. And Monel has no love for these fifth dimensional beings. Now, why, now, why, why, why do, why do you think Monel specifically doesn't have the love? Clearly he has a past with, with, uh, with Mixie's people. And sure. uh, clearly, um, he's not impressed. Uh, clearly, something either they were just you know they're sort of I, I I know I'm I'm in DC Comics parlance I'm misusing this word but they're tricksters right they're they right. are pranksters uh, they they uh, cause trouble uh, and you know why why would you like them honestly yeah I, I agree they're just kind of annoying they're just I annoying did li- I did like Mixie though in this episode I found I was- him. Terrible was, but charming, you know. I was I was amused by him pretty much the whole time. Me too. I mean, maybe because most of the time Mixie is kind of harmless, like you know, it's true. Like in comics or whatever, he's never like he's not Lex Luthor. He's not the Joker, right? You know, right? Although yeah. in this episode he did cause some harm, but we can get to that. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It's close encounters of the fifth kind, um, <laughs> and so. We are uh, we are also sending a little message to Mars to Magan, which I thought was pretty sweet. That everybody everybody involved in a romantic relationship had something, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. like that even though Jean's was in passing, it had some influence on the show later. That's right. I thought I thought it was kind of an interesting moment, so I actually wrote it down. Which you know sometimes I just kind of keep it in my brain, and other things I I write down for later. And I thought it was nice, that, you know, like. You know, in some cultures, you write it down to mean it, and I thought that's pretty sweet. You know, yeah, you and know, I, you and, might, and yeah, go ahead. What you know, you that say? came that came back later, uh, obviously, but I, I did, I think that was very sweet. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. It was like, right. oh, that's yeah, that's well, so nice. It is kind of that way, even sometimes in our culture. It's not, you know, like you could, like you could tell your wife you love her. But if you write a, like a note that yes. says "I love you," that it goes, means yeah, it means a little more. It does. It goes. It goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It does all the way to the garbage. Okay, so hey oh, hey oh, um, we weren't so, going to talk about my Valentine's Day. <laughs> I told you not to take her to the dump, Frank. Yeah, dumpster diving on Valentine's Day. We are better than that. Oh. All right, um, Kara and Kara and Monel are getting a little antsy they're getting antsy pants you know mm-hmm. they're just uh they get that uh i gonna can't keep my hands off you kind of vibes that's right um and that's gonna come back later so it turns out um maggie hates valentine's day but alex turns secretly out. loves it turns um, out turns out that way um i can i just say that alex pulled a little bit of a cara here 
where it's like, yeah, fine, go go to your bare naked ladies concert. That's fine. I I didn't want to hang out with you on my Earth birthday anyway. That's stupid. Like this was kind of a similar, <laughs> kind of a similar uh, vibe where it's like, yeah, Valentine's Day is stupid anyway. So that's that's fine. I didn't. I wasn't all excited about this or anything. Don't worry about it. Hmm. That's a good point. I think it's in some ways though. Like Alex was. She seemed embarrassed to be excited by Valentine's Day, even before Maggie was like, I don't like it. You know what I mean? To like, me, it so, just seemed like she was embarrassed to admit after, after uh, Maggie said, I don't like it. She was like, oh, okay. Then, yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I agree. But I did like this, like Eliza sends them a Valentine's every, you I know, thought like, that was because my mom, my mom used to do that. Especially really? like when we were living in the house. It's just cute yeah she does not yeah. still she does not do it anymore like she i don't living on my own i do not get a, a valentine's day card from her but it's not i think it's a nice little thing i think that tim doth protest too much i think i doth protest too much <laughs> me thinks anyway um so win is hanging out at the cantina and he orders a little uh uh, Lalorian Lager, which is really hard to say. Yeah, it um, is. And he has a little run-in with uh, he has a little run-in with um, the guys from the cantina, basically. Yeah, Doctor Doctor, what's his name? Oh, oh, Evazon and Panda Baba. Pa- yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Oh my it's god, like, you're hey. so right. He's like, I don't like you. He doesn't like you either. You better I watch yourself. I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what that was like. Yeah, Lila Strait is basically Obi-Wan Kenobi in this situation. <laughs> yeah. But instead of like instead of just rescuing Luke, they're like, How about we get a drink after this? You right, know? right. Yeah. Or just to go make out Obi-Wan Kenobi style. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> anyway, um so yeah, that's basically what were you gonna say? Because I was I kept talking over you. No, that's uh, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say we saw more aliens this episode in the cantina than i think we've ever seen before there were a lot of a lot of alien looking aliens at least because you would assume that most of them are aliens well yeah you're right uh we normally yeah we assume let's assume they're usually aliens but they're like more humanoid looking aliens right whereas these were more like creature looking uh aliens but yeah Yeah, they were more than we've ever seen before so, yeah, I really cool. li- I I liked I liked all of it. It was cool, but that my first my first thought really was like, mm, I don't like you either. You better yeah, watch yourself. You're so right. I don't know how yeah. I didn't think of that. Good good call. It's the cantina, Frank. It literally the cantina. is. Anyway, um, so so Win meets uh, Lila Strayed, who is from a planet called Starhaven, um, yes, which is a very idyllic planet. It smells of cinnamon. Um, so I'm a- told. So you're told Starhaven is actually a DC Comics thing. It's not yeah, I've up. heard of it. Okay, uh, do you want me to I, regale you? It. Yes, please do. Give us some some Professor Tim. Give us a a, a lesson here. If I could have some uh, masterpiece theater music, please. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, here we are. It first appeared in 1977 in a Superboy comic. Uh, two sixty six, something like that. Two sixty, two sixty. But who's counting, right? Who's uh, who's accounting? Who's accounting? Me, sir? No, you, sir. All right. Um, and Easy. so it You're is on probation the, now. It is the home of Legion of Superheroes hero Dawnstar, uh, and um, and Rebels hero Wildcat. Rebels 
of DC Comics, not of Star Wars show fame. Right. Um, so they're kind of like a live to the earth native. Like it's supposed to be kind of like Native American culture, but in space. That's like oh, okay. It's like you know, close to the earth. Everything's connected. Blah blah blah. If you look at Dawn Star's costume or her outfit, she she's she basically has you know like a stylized Native American gear, and she has giant she has giant feathered wings. So she kind of looks like an eagle goddess type. Oh, okay. Kind of kind of vibe to her, but they're um they can fly up to supersonic speeds with those wings. Oh, wow. So there you go. That's that Star Haven. A beautiful place that Kara said that she visited back in season one. That's uh, that's why that's why I was like, didn't someone mention this on one of these shows? It's that would be uh, why. I don't know if they mentioned the word name Starhaven specifically, but she someone in, did on a recent in, in Oh really? Because in uh, season one, she talks about going to a planet with her dad that smelled like cinnamon. Oh yep 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 yeah okay. So right. there you go. One, two, there you go. Um, but it turns well out that a blight has come to to Starhaven. So it is not a haven anymore. Starblight. Starblight. Why you not make cinnamon so good? Okay. <laughs> um, and so Wynn hears this and he's really sad and he quotes, uh, he quotes from the book of the ten-pointed star. Uh, which is uh, something that Lyra's father used to read to her all the time. What a coincidence. A lot of things just coincidentally matching up. I don't trust this Lila I don't trust her one bit. Uh, I don't yeah, trust an what? alien who wants to... Uh, call me call me prejudiced because she's an alien, but I don't trust an alien who's trying to cozy up to someone who works at DEO. I do not trust it. I think there is something else afoot here. And uh, I think that Wynn is... You know, thinking thinking too much with little win, and uh, and I think that mm-hmm. he's setting himself up for some trouble here. Yeah, I, I'm sensing some trouble as well. Like she just happened to rescue him, and she happened to also like you know like this place that he really wanted to go to, and he knows this this one quote from that like her father happened to read from her. Right. It just like it feels too much like. It feels like she was like like when was subconsciously lonely on Valentine's Day or close to it, and she yep. almost used that to her advantage. I think you're right. I think it may have even been a setup. Like maybe she sent, you know, Panda Baba and Evazan there uh, mm-hmm. after him so she could save him. That's very possible. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of questions to be lots of questions to be asked and answered. Yeah. We don't have enough time to answer them because the show didn't tell us. Uh, exactly. So, but we do uh, feel like something's up there. So. Something, something's, uh, something's afoot. Uh, who knows what it is? Something's rotten in the state of the cantina. <laughs> um, so, but they're going to go on a date because why not? You're, you know, your butt gets saved by a pretty alien. You go on a date. Sure. That's that's fine. This seems only right. Absolutely. Uh, and so, Kara and Alex are hanging out at the at car's apartment and Alex is like, I don't know what to do about, about the Maggie because I am, uh, I'm a little sad. We can't tell by Valentine's day. And Car's like, why don't you make it about Maggie? Normally pretty good advice. If you didn't know about the, the secret. Sure. In uh, this case, pretty bad advice in this case. Yeah. Pretty bad. So no good. It's no good sport. No bueno. 
no bueno. But it turns out Parasite is attacking. Oh no, you know what? I lied. I skipped all the way. Oh I yeah, skipped yeah, yeah. All, I skipped all the way down. First, this bank robbery that that Supergirl is stopping. I was wondering why I didn't write that thing about Maggie down. I'm skipping. Um, there's a bank robbery. Supergirl's going to stop it. And Mixie shows up, and he's like, "What? The, what if their guns hurt them?" And he takes them away and they float in the midair, and he's going to fire at him. He's like, "I saw this in a movie. Do you know what movie that is?" Because no. he's not lying; it is in a movie. I'm sure it was. I mean, this was full of references, but I couldn't. I, I couldn't tell you what it is right now. It is in. It is in Fox's seminal classic X Men. In the original X Men. Yep. X Men. X Men. They turn the guns around. Yeah. So Magneto, after after capturing Rogue off the train, all the police show up and he takes all the guns and then Sabretooth like let them go and he's like, why don't you come out where you can see me, Charles? And Patrick Stewart's just sitting in his little car, being like, I can't. You just you just did a Magneto that was very Bane. Oh, why don't you come Perhaps out and see me? Perhaps he's wondering why he would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. Your missed opportunity was to say that, but talk about the guns hovering instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, you were so close. You had it. I really you was. Had You're right. I messed the that up. The guns hover. You know, like, yeah. The fire rises. Fire rises. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, so, I can't do an Ian McKellen. What are you going to... I can't. <laughs> I'm, um, not, I'm just poking fun. It was funny. I know. I still love you. Okay. I believe you. Because you're pretty. <sighs> that was easy. <sighs> Dang it. I can hear your inner thoughts, Frank. What? Oh, I'm shoot. psychic. Okay. I guess everyone else can hear him, too. So, anyway. So, that happens, and it didn't It, it, it didn't work. Kara, Kara got all the bullets because she's a, she's a super person. That's how that she's, works. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, and so, we go. We're back at the DEO. Um, we're we're back at the DEO, and that's where we learn about genies and leprechauns and all that stuff. And then Alex talks to Kara about her Maggie woes, and Kara is like, "Yo, make it about Maggie." And Alex is like, "You're right, I will." Um, but it looks like Parasite is attacking down there, and this is the point in the show where I decided that you could tell that Sterling Gates wrote this episode because he's a comic book writer, yeah. and there's so much what feels like comic book stuff in this episode as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, like some other ones where it's not just it's not just Mixie or anything like that, but for but for Parasite to show up in the middle of the episode, uh, and then to have an actual battle with Parasite and then stuff coming later, you know, like uh, to skip forward like the giant Jorel ice statue like moving and fighting. Like that's so comic books. Very like, much so, yeah. Yeah, and in a good so, way. In a great way. Yeah. I like. I really like this. It felt like this felt like one of his books. You know yeah, what I mean? it did. That's a very good point. Yes, it did. It felt like you could tell it was his. It's hard. I wonder. I wonder where the two of them co-writing this episode together, like where stuff blended, and if like mm-hmm. you know who sort of how their partnership worked because a lot of it felt like like Sterling Gates but you know to uh, a, a few weeks back when we had the Kevin Smith episode and we thought oh wow that's so Kevin Smith it turned out we were wrong in, in one instance so it's I wonder how much of, of this was partnership how much was this was like one or the other pitching ideas but mm-hmm. a lot of things did kind of ring true as like this feels like a Sterling Gates moment yeah very good very good excellent points all around 
Um, so, so Parasite is attacking. It's a pretty cool battle. Like it's a lot of new footage. It's actually new footage of of Parasite. Uh, and so more more rendering than yeah. I expected. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, Monel tries to help, but he doesn't really help because he's Monel, and he gets he gets hit and pushed back, and then. Maybe Superman shows up. It even had the super. It even has Blake Neely's Superman score at yes. the beginning. It has his little theme, uh, but it turns out it's mixing in the Superman suit, which was in the trailer from last week. Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. So there was a part of me that was actually a little disappointed that was in the trailer because I don't know if I would have been fooled by it or not, but mm. I would have liked to have thought I would have been fooled. Okay. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because you just kind of get wrapped up with the parasites here. Oh my goodness, it's the Superman music. Like maybe like I missed something. Like I totally missed something. Um, but it was cute. This was actually the scene that kind of endeared me to him because he's just like he's just such a goon. Like or, you is. know, he's just like he's a goober. Uh, you know, he's like I just I have powers and I'm just being dumb. You know, uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. You say something. I thought uh, this was so even though we had seen it in the trailer for a split second, I was like, wait a second. Is that uh, did they keep this a secret? Did he actually come back like for a split second? I had forgotten about the trailer and the music that you mentioned was specifically the thing that made me be like, wait a second. That's his music. Like, and it looks like him from behind. And oh, right. We did see this. Womp womp. Mm -hmm. I got all excited. Oh, well, well, that was the point. He tricked it you was. through the television, Frank. He did. He that was did. A, that was a fourth wall breaking trick Whoa. from a fifth dimensional being. Crazy. So yeah, many I numbers did. with letters at the end of them. It's true. It's true. I, I wonder. So like this is where we get to the sort of the um, we get to the moment of like, OK, now you're putting people in danger over this. Like you have gone too far. Right. And you have that Monel like. Hello, like, have you done, like, he just put this thing here, and Kara's like, I've got this, you're patronizing me. Yes. And yes. this is a real mixed bag across the board, because he's not wrong. You know what I mean? He's like, not Alexa, wrong. Like, she can, she does say that she can handle, like, you know, That's we'll get the thing. into this. She does say, like, she can handle things when sometimes she can't, and she does need to be bailed. But at the well, same time, she always succeeds because she's Supergirl. The point is going against the odds and coming out the better end. And so for him to, like, try to hold her back goes against the very grain of who she is. Like, he doesn't get the point. My, my issue, uh, so, so... Yes, you're right. Sometimes she says she's got it and she doesn't. But I think that every time she is Supergirl and she is a, a uh, you know, a, a worthwhile adversary, he owes it to her. It is his, especially as somebody who respects, who supposedly respects her enough that he wants to be in a relationship with her. Mm -hmm. um, he owes it to her. He owes her the respect of when she says back off, he should back off. So. Yep. While while he was right that that the things that um, Mixie was doing were un unconscionable, mm -hmm. he was wrong to step in when she said, "I've got this," and he was being patronizing. Yeah, and and uh, I, I, you know, I I have kind of mixed feelings on it. I don't dislike Monel as much as many other people do, but in this case, he was absolutely wrong. Um, she she needs and and deserves like anyone else the uh the respect of having her wishes uh uh, uh well respected 
Right, right. No, I yeah, I agree. I agree with all of this, but he is, you know, he's sent away. Um, yes, yes. And um, it's worth mentioning that he needed to be sent away in order to listen to her wishes. Otherwise, he was going to stick around. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, because he, he is a little petulant child sometimes. Yep. Um, yep. But they really have it out in the DEO with their words. They do. Um, they do. You know, this kind of they they kind of reveal both of them on either side reveal how they feel about the worst parts of each other. That's you know, right. Not of themselves, but of each other. Like, it's not petty, like, oh, you do this or this way, but like, this is the thing that grates and gets me. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I think, but, but on either side, like, the, again, like, they're not wrong about what they're saying about each other. I think they're just kind of, they're not taking the whole piece of the, like, they're not taking the whole person into consideration and how, like, what are their, with their imperfections like balance out their other things you know because nobody's perfect right so in other words they're you're saying their imperfections complement each other yeah in, yeah in I, w- some I, way. Would ag- I would agree with that i do think this relationship is starting off on a bad foot just from oh, a, certainly you certainly know like it, it, it's starting on a bad foot where he doesn't I, I feel like doesn't show her the respect she deserves sometimes she already knows like it's almost like she's trying to change him or something like she knows that he can be a jerk uh but they're but they're both attracted to one another enough that they they want to try to make it work which you know we've all been there sure um but i'm still trying yeah. to make it work with you i i know i know but you know my, my wife wouldn't approve so it's okay i don't think my girlfriend would either probably who's not. To say who's, who's to, to say? say who's to them, say probably well, that will probably them they that's because we, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Wynn asks Monel for some woman advice, and he's like, this is, you know, perfect, good, excellent timing. You know, ow, ow cat, don't, don't yeah. pinch my foot. He's been on my lap this whole time, and he's been so good, and he just stretched out and put his, and sunk his claws into my heel. Of course oh. he did. Why would you do that, cat? I'm trying. I'm trying to do a show here about Supergirl, and you're here making making marks in my legs. Okay. What a jerk. What a jerk. Uh okay, so um I can't read my writing. Uh oh, so there's an item from the depths of the D there's an item from the depths of the DEO uh that is giving off fifth dimensional energy. Um, mm. um I kind of I kind of breezed over that Monel advice thing. Didn't really go that far. Nothing really nothing of consequence really happened there. The um, Monel advice or the win advice? The Monel advice to win. Oh, to win. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, because um, he basically just you know said you know I used to you know I used to objectify women and it was easier then. Now it's hard. Yeah. What a jerk. What um, a jerk. At least he knows he used jerk. to. At, yeah, I guess so. Um, point of uh, I don't know. Just something worth mentioning. Um, I feel like with Win being as close to James as he is, wouldn't you go to James for girl advice? Just well, saying. Uh, yes, yes. He's but he's like kind of. I would think that he would give some pretty good advice. He's he's pretty smooth. Like yeah, I yeah. I melt a little bit when he's in the room. Sure, sure. I know. I've, I've literally I've seen that um, in real life. Uh, yep. Um, yeah, but um, I think he's like he's at work and he's just thinking about it at that time. So for convenience sake sake, I guess you know Monel yeah. is right there. Um, and, and I they, guess and they like each other. 
You know, yeah. and you have to yeah. build you have to build relationships with everybody. You can't just keep going to the same person. No, it's true. And also, I guess it makes sense for Monel's storyline in this episode um, for him to be, you know, it kind of moves along where, where his thoughts are and what his <laughs> regrets and woes are. Uh huh. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, so, um, Monel steals the device. I think we all saw that coming. Yeah. Um, that was that was bound to happen. Oh yeah. Uh Maggie hates Valentine's Day. We already knew this, but now we know why cuz she hates the surprise. And it turns out her parents were not very supportive of her lifestyle. And so we get the story about how she had a friend and they used to hang out when they were 14 and she thought that she liked her in that way. So she on Valentine's Day she wrote this note. Turns out that her friend didn't like her that way, so she told her parents, told her parents, and then it, and that's how she was outed as a 14-year-old child. That is horribly, absolutely <sighs> devastating. Horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Um, having, having, never, having never been in that situation before, I, I actually have a hard time commenting. I have a hard time commenting on it. Like, I'm not sure if, like... I kind of like do is it like she because let's say Maggie's what in her late twenties, sure right. So let's say she because Alex is twenty eight as we find out. Right, so we found out. Yep. So let's assume that Maggie's about the same age. Like let's say that that's almost let's say fifteen years of an event. You know, like how is that? How is that still like like how is that affecting her? And you right. know, is it, you know, it's good that this episode helps her to move on from it. Which is good, um, but I wonder what what happened what happened in the rest of Maggie's life for her not to be able to move on from it, you know? Because this, yeah. this, I mean, but I mean, at least the bigger things. Because I mean, like she got kicked out of the house for three years, you know, she had to live she had to live elsewhere, and so like that's, um, you know, so it's not necessarily she doesn't hate Valentine's Day. She hates, you know, she if it, it could have been any arbitrary day, it just happened to be Valentine's Day of all days. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it was easier for her to move on easier to move on because because of that right sure although you wanna, yeah yeah you want to say I mean, arguably she hasn't moved on because she still hates valentine's day but i see what you're saying yeah she yeah i i i can't i mean i you know having like you said having not been there in that exact situation i can't even really begin to fathom what it's like but it, it is just horrifying the thought of of mm-hmm. something so personal and private getting put out there uh, in such a raw way, yeah. you know? Um, so, it, yeah, it's it explains a lot. It explains a lot about her uh, uh, her resistance, and 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 she obviously reacts really badly um, to to Alex, you know, trying to trying to have plan a, a romantic Valentine's Day, uh, despite what she had said earlier, which kind of brings, you know, th- this was kind of a theme in this episode is people not listening to one another, Monel not listening to Kara, Alex mm. though though Alex's intentions I think were much 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 more you know uh less selfish um she yep. also didn't really listen to maggie in a sense so that seems to be a theme here um i think you're right i think you're absolutely right and um but one so alex didn't i mean maggie didn't tell alex cuz she wanted her to have a better experience do you think that's do you think like what do you think that was the right call like that's a big thing to hide um, you know, one could argue that Alex doesn't really wouldn't hiding something like that. Alex doesn't really know her then if that's the case. It's true. 
is true and and it's sort of like well all you said was you're not really into valentine's day you didn't say like valentine's day is like a dark day in my past so mm, yeah so like i said well-intentioned but she she still didn't quite listen yeah um it's, it's a tricky it's a it's a tricky situation but you know what it all worked out okay so it's okay um uh experience that she lied so when meets when when goes to meet lyra uh is that her name L- yeah is that I, thought, right? I think so yeah i think it's lyra yeah okay it's it's l-y-l-r-a i put on the closed captioning so i could read it so okay lyra lyra Starhaven. Uh, Say that three times fast. Okay, so uh, so Wynn makes all these plans. He's like, I found this place. We can go here. We can go here. Maybe a nightcap after. And she's like, we should just go make out. Yep. And he's like, okay. Okay. Because okay. I'm Wynn, and I'm thinking with my Wynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that time, she just wants to be physical. Uh, in that time, Jean and Kara discover that the fifth dimensional vice device is missing. Guess the priest who who has it? It's Monel. We saw him take it because he is prepared for a Daxamite duel with Mixie uh, to the death. Uh, this is definitely my favorite part of the episode because he's like, "We got to dress it." Because Mixie's like, "We got to dress the parts." Boom! You're Hamilton. Boom! I'm Burr. Let's do this. That and, was unbelievable. Yeah, I couldn't believe they were doing that. They were even in, like, pretty close to the colors that they wear in the show of yeah. the duel. And the like, theater even looked similar. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was great. I loved it. He's like, Monsieur Hamilton, don't throw away your shot. You've only got yep. one. I know. It's so good. I loved it. Um, and so well, it uh. And Mixie is a burr guy. He's like, you know, he gets a bad rap. But you know what? He's the one that knew how to use a gun. So uh, it's all good. Um, so Monel shoots uh, Mixie very unceremoniously, but it doesn't do anything um, because Mixie is a trickster, but he's not stupid. Um, and so, but it turns out that fifth dimensional vice, you know, gets rid of his connection to the fifth dimension. That's so right. he's just a regular dude. But he's a regular dude that can take a punch from a strong guy, like somebody with super strength. Yeah. Did you catch, yeah. 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 I mean, he he's... So, How strong he's is Monel supposed to be? <laughs> I, I'm very... They do seem to be very... They've been going kind of back and forth on that. I... I in in the comics and in other instances, isn't Mrs. Pitalik typically... Isn't he kind of like, I mean, I guess he's just really feet fast tall. and yes. can, yes. well, yes, he's like three feet tall. You're right. And I guess he's really fast so he can disappear before you can punch him. Right. He can like vaporize and reappear across the room um, or whatever. So right. I guess we've never seen if he's that strong, but yeah, they do seem to be kind of playing fast and loose a little bit with Monel's powers. And when it's convenient for him to be able to super speed or whatever he does. And when it's not convenient, he, he, he doesn't. Yeah, um, I, I feel like and, they need like a and, canonical and, I mean, internally they need like a canonical list of what are his powers and how do they work well but, you know and they might have that but you know sometimes it's sometimes you get boxed into a corner somehow or yeah, you know and, yeah. uh, and Monel is not like he's training or he has been but not for a little while like no one said he was good like at this you know just because you, just because you have super strength doesn't mean you're going to think to use it well you know, so he doesn't even have a costume yet. He's not there. The costume helps you 
you know, with these things, you know, by just like, it's like you, you stand up straighter when you wear dress clothes, you know, because you are, you know, you are, you feel more formal. And so he will be a better superhero by dressing like a superhero. Right. Yeah, I guess you are, you got to dress for the job you want, right? Yes, exactly. Which is why I wear a tuxedo every day. Because you want to be a tailor. Because I want to be a tailor. That's right. Good. Excellent. That's okay. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. Good job. All right. Um. So Kara shows it. So Kara flies in, and she was like, "Stop this madness! I'll marry you." And he's like, "Cool." Right. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, obviously, there's some trick here." So I wonder what it's going to be. Yeah. Fortress and... of Solitude at noon. You yeah. Know. I mean, they were exactly they were laying out the breadcrumbs with lots of little factoids about the orange juice and about the, uh, you know, what was with the orange juice? I could not like. So he just said at the beginning, like all the things that he couldn't force her to do, couldn't force her to kill herself, all these kind of things. And uh, I missed missed that list. I can't force you to drink orange juice for some weird reason. But anyway. Um, so when she walks in, she's got, in the fortress, she's got, well, I guess we'll get there, but she's got the glass of orange juice, like, almost, like, defiantly, like, you can't force me to do this, but I can do whatever I want. Oh, that's good writing. I missed that. I must have been, because I was eating dinner and watching it at the same time Uh, and taking notes, and so there was, like, I just missed, I think I just missed some things. I had to rewind, like, every two minutes, I rewound, like, 30 seconds. It took me over an hour to watch this episode. Wow. Because I had to keep rewinding to take notes, to eat dinner, and it's been a long day, Frank. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You've had a busy day. I had a, a busy, busy day. I'm redoing my kitchen, Frank. It's not easy work. I know, um, I know. So, um, so anyway, so before we get there, uh, Monel is like, I'm jealous. Car doesn't like that he's patronizing. You know, we get which he is, which he is, and for both things. And so, uh, and so she really ends it with Monel. And that scene, when that scene happened, I was like, it's not real. I could just, uh, I just like, it's not. Like the first time they had that conversation, I thought, "Oh, maybe it's over." So, like when this one happened, I was like, "It's not. It's not over. This is <laughs> a trick." Because obviously, she's not going to marry Mixie. Like it's you know, well, obviously, yeah, right. But so, even, hey, when when she was talking to Monel about it and everything, I was like, "She, I still don't believe this." Like she just feels like she needs everyone to not to not know what her plan is for some reason, maybe mm-hmm. to prevent anyone from stopping her or, or something like that. Sure. Um, so so she clear, she's committing to the bit, but like it's still a bit, and yeah, and we turned out to be right. She committed to the bit. I I appreciate when people commit to the bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the Fortress of Solitude with a really nice new establishing shot over yeah. the shoulder that over the shoulder of Ice Jor-El. It's pretty. It was pretty nice. Pretty cool. It's pretty nice. And so Mixie shows up in his uh, tuxedo finest uh, yes. with some champagne, and Kara shows up uh, in her regular suit with orange juice. And she's like, nah, I'm just joshing you because love is not about forcing anything. It's about sacrificing yourself for the better for the betterment of the other person and so on and so forth. You know, true love stuff. True love stuff. It was nice. It's a very Supergirl thing to do. It, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was. Yes. Yeah. Very, very you much know. so. What is love? Mixie, don't, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. No more. Um. So he's like, "Well, I don't like being tricked." 
so fight this giant ice fight this giant ice uncle of yours which was really cool i really liked it very cool it was really cool um it also lasted a little longer than i expected it to just just a touch no not in a not in a bad way i didn't think like i was like all right let's wrap up this ice fight Uh, um i didn't I, i thought it was i thought it was fun it was fun. Like it. It, it was it was a little long. Oh, I liked it. I liked it, uh, but it was a little long. So, oh. uh, but that's I okay. I still enjoyed funny. it. I would have liked more of it. Actually, that's funny. All right, fair enough. So it's just right, I guess. Maybe I'm getting spoiled. Maybe I'm getting spoiled with so much amazing DC TV on my TV each week. I'm I guess. Have a hard time thinking of words, and maybe I'm just I'm just spoiled, and I'm like, mm, it was a little long. Like you're right. It was amazing to have that. Yeah, you are getting spoiled. All right. I am anyway, spoiled. you are a spoiled, spoiled person. You're a mixie. I'm a, I'm a spoiled brat. So anyway, so Car, after all of that, she's like, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." I could not believe it when I heard that. I couldn't after, either. After all the like the Hamilton reference and the Aladdin reference and everything, it shouldn't have surprised me that for them to make an in-universe reference. But oh my god, or that in was... parallel universe reference, I guess. You're right, yeah. parallel. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. in, in DC universe, yeah, yeah sure. Right, parallel. Oh my gosh, I was so excited by that. The Batman yeah. 89. So I couldn't so believe it. Like, so people who don't know, because sure. we take it for granted that we say this, right. we, these things. So you want to get nuts, let's get nuts is a uh, is a scene from Batman 89 uh, in uh, with Michael Keaton. So Michael Keaton, as Bruce Wayne, shows up to Vicki Vale's apartment and he's like, I'm going to tell you that I'm Batman. So sit down over there while I tell you that I'm Batman. And the Joker shows up. And to kind of distract the Joker, like he kind of like goes a little crazy in this thing. So at one point he like smashes a face. He's like, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. And it's very, very famous scene from that movie. And I love it so much. Um, So do I. Because that scene in of itself is nuts. Uh, It is. I love it. It's over the top. Yeah, it's great. So I, for whatever reason that I was in here, I loved it. Um, so she's like, I activated the atomic cauldron. I'm going to commit suicide with you in here because you can't make me do that either. So unless you decide to go back to your home dimension, see you later. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? Uh, well, obviously, it's genius. It's brilliant. She's like figured out... She's and like I said before, they laid out all the breadcrumbs for us. So like we know about the suicide thing, we know about like uh, the the well, well, we're gonna get to this in a second. But the the way that she that she uh, gets him to to uh, undo himself, so to speak, uh, is it, everything is based on things we heard earlier in the episode. Which, like I said, it's one of those things that to me feels like it was Sterling Gates influenced, but you know, really, really could be anybody, I suppose. Uh, but it was uh, it was a brilliant, brilliant little piece of writing the way that they did this. And and before we get on to the resolution of this, this this uh, I think this is a good place to uh, kind of have a little cliffhanger here and say a quick thank you to our friends over at InStockTrades.com, our great sponsors who've been with us for such a long time. InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com are the best place to get all of your uh, comic book needs. Uh, met uh, whether that's uh, a uh, your your it, your trade paperbacks, your collected editions, your hardcovers, um, the stuff you like having on your shelf, or whether that's uh, your week to week to week uh, monthly comics uh, 
sent to you right to, right to your door instead of having to, to go anywhere else. Uh, discounted up to 42% off. Uh, no shipping on orders up to over, over $50. And uh, you can you can get all sorts of uh, other discounts as well. O- often, often they're uh, you know the forty two percent is is understating things, and sometimes it's it's, it's even more. Um, given the uh, in the spirit of Mixie Spitalik, um, a good a good read if you're looking for a good Mixie Spitalik story uh, is a story that happened in Superman comics in the early two thousands called Emperor Joker, uh, and this is this is where. Uh, it, it's a it's a story of it's sort of a distorted reality, uh, and Superman and Batman have to uh, fight uh, the Joker uh, and McSpitalik, uh, and there's a very very interesting uh, twisted uh, team up between these two villains, um, v- written by Jeff Loeb, uh, drawn by Ed McGinnis, a pretty uh, uh, p- power duo, you know, uh, really really two greats uh of the uh, of comic book writing and uh it's normally 19.99 but uh 42% off at instocktrades.com and you can get it for uh, 11.59 great deal uh and uh, a a fun story too i read it years and years ago and it was i remember it being a lot of fun um so go ahead and, and check that uh that story you'll find it in our show notes um as well as uh check out instocktrades.com and dcbservice.com uh, and at DCB Service, you can also, if you go through their their portal there and you go to Comixology, you'll save 5%, get 5% back on all your purchases. So even if you're buying digital comics like uh, like uh, Tim and I both do, you can still get some some money back and be able to pay for even more comics. Check it out, InStockTrades.com, DCB Service, as in DiscountComicBookService.com. And thank you to both of those sites for sponsoring Supergirl TV Talk. Cool, good stuff. All right. So what does she do next? So she's like... He's like, I can't. He like summons up a Kryptonian, a Kryptonian, uh, trans like trans like, uh, what do you call it? Textbook transponder. Trans. It's a trans. It's a transponder. That's not even a word. Um, but yeah, like a translator. Yeah, like a book, like a book translator. Like because she's like the code is you know you can plug it into the computer. He's the code, and he's like, I don't have time to learn your moon language. Um, yeah, and um, and so she's like, you hit that one, 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 and he does. And what does that spell? Kill him. Kill him. I can say that one just fine, but I can't say Mrs. Pitlick. Like it's dumb. Um, eh. So. Keltipsy's in, which is his name backwards, which banishes him, a part of the rules, back to his home dimension. Mm-hmm. And she won, and it's fun. I like the writing out thing because it's that, you know, it calls back to Jean's, you know, like some cultures, you know, you write it out, you mean it. Um, it also reminds me of the Superman the Animated Series episode when Absolutely. he, when he um, spells it out in skywriting. Yes. You know, yes, at yes, the, yes. At the end, he's like, he turns into a missile and he's chasing Superman and he like spells it out by, he makes him spell it out. It's great. It's good stuff. It's good fun. That's it's, one of my favorite great. episodes from that show. You actually. know, we talked about that over on our other show, Beer with Geeks, uh, a while back. We did an episode on uh, on Superman the Animated Series. And, and in fact, we ended up entitling is episode 87. We called it Kill Tipsy's Him. So there you go. Wow. Good memory. I don't, I don't remember talking about that episode. Oh yeah, that's the one where he shaves with the mirror, right? He shaves. Uh, I believe you're right. I think that's the same episode. The heat vision yeah. shaves. They want good episode. Uh, it is. You know, kid show. Superman shaving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good, so good. Uh, and so, um, 
And so she so she wins. Bye bye, Mixie. I'm sure we'll bye see bye. him again. Um so Wynn meets with Min Wynn meets with Lyra at this restaurant and you know, he kinda says, you know, dating an alien is not a big thing for me. You know, expand on that. Uh yeah, I mean he's 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 got his uh I don't know. Uh he's nervous in in some ways about about dating an alien, but he's also like, yeah, this is cool, whatever. Uh I think he's he's trying to let on that it's it's uh cooler than than he thinks it is. I don't know. Um but uh he he definitely he's definitely not thinking with his big brain. No, he's thinking with his little win yeah. brain. Um, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, and he's going to get hurt, and I'm going to be sad for him, and then he's going to become a super villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then like he's like, let's take it slow, and she's like, all right, take me back to your home. And he's like, okay. It, like, this, like, you're she's an idiot. Just, yeah, he's an idiot. First of all, it's not taking it slow. And uh, he's just not, he's just caught up in her spell, you know? Yeah. I've got you. No, that's not the one I want. Under my skin. What's the spell one? I don't know. There's a lot. Ah. We'll, we'll think of it. Someone write in it and tell me. Um. So, so Alex comes home and she's like, Maggie. Oh no, look a secret box. And she opens it and it's like, put this on and meet me so and so here at eight o'clock. And she's like, okay. So she goes, and Maggie has set up this Valentine's Day prom for her, which is kind of kind of sweet. It um, is. It is. What do you uh, do? You think that's what? Uh, do you think that's what Alex really wanted? Was a Valentine's I mean, prom? She seemed pretty happy with it. I know, agree. Like I thought it was. I thought it was really cute, and it, it's a lot of character yeah. progression for. It's, it's progression for Maggie too to be like you yeah. know you know, I was thinking about myself. I should be thinking about you. You know, Kara just told Mixie what love is, and I wasn't listening because I wasn't there at the Fortress of Solitude. But if I was listening, mm. I would have done the same thing. I would have gotten this message, you know, because it's not about me. It's about, you know, complimenting each other. Yeah, and Kara, you know, Kara said something to her as well. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I, I thought that that was, uh, I thought that that was, that conversation that Kara and Maggie had was also like, Ooh, this is a little weird, like meddling a little bit in your, mm-hmm. uh, in your sister's relationship. I mean, it was well-intentioned. Oh, right. And, I didn't even write that. I don't even think I wrote that down. That, that Yeah. We kind of skipped over that, I guess, but yeah, that, um, that she was, that Maggie was like, have you seen Alex? And she's like, no, but let me tell you all about how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't, don't hurt my sister's feelings. And it's like, Ooh, okay. You know, but you know, but that conversation that she had with Maggie, like, probably helped prompt her conversation with Mixie, and so that's true. You know, so in some ways, it w- it was good. It was good for her to say that to Maggie because one, it did lead to okayness, but it also was kind of a good precursor to Mixie. So that's liked, true. Yeah. So there you go. One, two. There you go. Hey. Um, so. Uh, Monel visits Kara and he apologizes for you didn't know feelings upon feelings and the scene was so mushy, so squishy. Very and I much. thought I thought it was I thought it was really well acted. Actually, I thought that both of them kind of I thought both of them really brought their A game to the to the scene. Like you could 
I as a, you know, it, it, like it felt like they had progressed in their relationship and the way that they even their body chemistry with one another and it yes. was, like it was really like, it was really well done. I like had stop I had to stop writing and just watch it. You know, it was one of those scenes for me because I because I like machine squishy stuff. You know, like and I you know so but uh, you know if it, if it's well done and I thought this this was well done. Yeah, I. I... Like I said, I'm not as down on Monel as a lot of other people are, but I just think that, you know, it's maybe he's maybe not the smartest decision to make. You know, Kara uh, Kara can do better, um, and and he's given off a lot of a lot yes, of. I know signals. she can't, Frank, but I'm over here in the real world, and she's imaginary. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's all about you um yeah it, it you know I, I i've i'm not thrilled with it but we're going there you know where this is happening so i'm i'm along for the ride um because i enjoy the show so much but but yeah uh i you know she could she could do better doesn't mean they're going to be together forever no and they almost certainly won't something something's going to happen you know with with him um sooner rather than later probably um I, i'm in fact I'm, I'm surprised it's taken this long um for uh for something to to go awry there but uh hey you know well eventually things will things will come crashing down i i hate to say it well i hope they don't i hope that I, okay yeah together I, mean, for, I hope sake. they're together forever all right well let's not push it forever okay forever all right well that's the end of the episode frank the, that's yes how, it that's is how the show ends that uh, is how it ends with a song that never ends. Um, and now it's all in your heads, mm-hmm. even though I didn't sing the words. Um, that's okay. Um, so, um, before we do trailer talk, is there anything that you would like to say? I have, I think I've said pretty much I wanted to say this time. Uh, uh, I don't have any closing comments to you. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have any to you. This is a good episode. Okay. I thought it was fun. It yeah. didn't like, didn't I think I liked last week's episode more, you know, like, if, but, but this was a very different type of episode. It was more fun and lighthearted. It was about love, um, all Valentine's Day centered, you know, but it was good. I thought some of the action in it was real good. There's more comic booky stuff, you know, like stuff like Atomic Cauldrons and Hamilton and Burr and, you know, ice, ice giant fight. And, you know, like there's a lot of, there was a lot of fun stuff in this episode. I, I really enjoyed it and I'm not down on Monel, so I, like like this kind of was like a it was just a good solid episode for me i wasn't really mad about any of it so well, that's good i um i i enjoyed this uh actually quite a bit the the mixy stuff in particular i thought was very entertaining and i just the references were like just perfect amazing uh i loved them so much um so i, I don't know i i really enjoyed that aspect of things but uh uh yeah i mean it was it was Maybe last week's was better. Yeah, I, I might agree with you there, but I still enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah, different, totally different style genre Very, of episode. Yes, even, but yes, yeah. So it's all good. Um, so where can the people find us before we talk about trailer stuff? Actually, before you even do that, I want to say I don't have any reviews to read today because there's something wrong with iTunes, and you go through, and none of them are in order anymore. Oh, like and that's so a weird bug. It was a very strange bug. Um, it will read like you know one from February 2017, then it skips to October 2015, and then it, like it just jumps all over the place. And I didn't 
really honestly want to sit there and yeah i don't i don't blame you oh yeah through. i'm seeing that i'm seeing that too yeah it is real like like stuff from 2015 and then 2017 and then 2016 completely random yeah it's all right well we'll get back on the reviews next week uh hopefully that itunes sorts that out but yeah thank I'll you do to everyone f- who i'll does. do a few extra next week to make up for it so that sounds good that sounds good uh, thank you to everyone who does leave us iTunes reviews. They are so important to us, uh, and we are now the most reviewed uh, podcast, Super Real podcast on iTunes, which means the world to us because you guys are the, are the greatest listeners. So thank you so much. If you haven't left us a review, review please take a, take a second and, and think about it, uh, and uh, uh, go ahead and leave us five stars and say Tim is a fifth dimensional fifth dimensional sorcerer. Um, Five stars. Uh, but you can also find us at TV Supergirl on Twitter. Remember to retweet our, our current pinned tweet uh, for a, uh, a chance to win a, f- a pair of free passes to SuperfanCon in Vancouver. Uh, you can also send us email at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, you can find the show notes for this episode uh, over at SupergirlTVTalk.com slash 2x13 as in season two episode 13 2x13 uh uh hit that up and uh and that's where you'll find uh the show notes and links and uh links to all the things we, we made references to um all right i think we're i think we're ready for some uh, some trailer talk don't you trailer talk here we go five four all right i'm done counting jeremiah is back he was chained jeremiah up in a- is not a side oh sorry no i still don't think uh, maybe not oh let me uh, we're gonna we get here so i watched the extended one okay i watched the extended trailer um because um i didn't watch Supergirl until today uh right. so um so jeremiah trained up in a trailer we get cadmus secrets we get badass martian flying car flip did you see that yes that was so cool that was amazing that there's, was so cool. There's going to be two scenes with the Martian. Two of them, I know. Frank. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Amazing. So, so good. That that little clip, even right there, I was like, one of the best things I've seen in this whole show. Like, so cool. Um, so you get pumped. family torn apart. Eliza. Cyborg Superman. Maybe another one. Blood ties. Other words that have to do with this show. Go ahead. Wait a second. You say Eliza? Yeah, Eliza was in it. Oh, she wasn't in it. She wasn't in the short version. Oh, she's in the long version. Oh, that's exciting. I was wondering. So Helen Slater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I saw Dean Kane, but I didn't see, unless I missed it, unless I blinked and missed her, I didn't see her. It's and a I was, blink I was and miss like, oh, moment. Like when he's okay. like walking in the D, it's like, it's good to be back. Uh, it's like, she's okay. in that. Uh, she's, I, did, I totally missed her. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's going to be like, this one was like, this looks great. It looks so good. So excited! Yeah, it's a mixy, it's mixy was soon. a breather episode. Mixy was he a breather, was yeah. yeah, but a fun one. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was kind of a little bit, a little bit of filler. Um, yeah, nah, yeah, I would call it. No, 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 it's not a filler because we've got progression on Mono and we Carla's did, relationship. We did. That's so, not a. That's and, not a. That that's yeah. not a, a slight. That's not a criticism. Uh, it's just that it wasn't a plot centric episode. The plot plot stuff got moved forward. But it was, it, it's it was true. A, I guess it's what is what you consider plot centric stuff at the same time too. Like if you're if you're more invested in Kara's personal life and her relationships, then something like the, this episode, like this upcoming episode, might actually be more filler to you than this week's. Because if yeah. you're if your number one reason for watching the show is Kara's relationship with Monel, this is not a you know what I mean. This is not a filler episode. So I guess yeah. it depends what you're most invested in. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited for this upcoming episode. It's too early for us to have Terry Hatcher, right? 
I, I assume uh, that yes, that's like early. several episodes out. Yeah, because of when yeah. it was announced. A, yeah, this is only going to be episode fourteen, so we have yeah, some, yeah, we have some time. Do we, we know what time. number episode time she comes Terry. in? Ooh, time for Terry. No, I don't know if yeah. that was announced. I don't think so either. Um, I just said later I'm in just the season. So ho- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so hopeful. I'm just so hopeful for a scene with her and Dean Kane together. That's really what I'm. I'm really, really hoping for. Maybe you'll see it. Maybe you won't. Maybe he's a cyborg Superman. Maybe he isn't. Mm. I guess I'm still not done with it. <laughs> You're not over it yet. I do want to talk a little bit about just very quickly, or at least make mention of Terry Hatcher and Kevin Sor- Sorbo. I don't think we mentioned this on the podcast, but it's come out uh, a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. So cover your ears. Um, that uh, she and Kevin Sorbo are going to be married on the show and Ooh, that they Lois are going Hercules. to come nice oh yeah right and that they are going to be uh from another planet um oh, so they're so they're the the hunting monel well the speculation is that they're daxamites and then maybe they're monel's parents oh yeah oh they are so beautiful and he is so beautiful so that makes sense yeah, so I don't know. That's just that's fan speculation at this point. Uh, that's not official. It is it is a thing official that they're from another planet and they're married. But the Monel piece is is fan uh, fan theory, which mm. I rather like. I would really enjoy that. I think so. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Or what we or seen they're about, hunting him, like you said. Or but or but I mean, like they could be his parents that are also hunting him. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, right. they don't necessarily have to be separated like that. That's very interesting. I very can't, interesting. I can't wait to see more of that. If that's true, I hope they don't make us wait that long to reveal that he is most likely the Prince of Daxam. Uh, my assumption is that if then they show up and that's true, that's the first thing we're going to learn. Right, but I hope we learn that before that. Because uh, I, I just don't want to have to wait that long. Nah, you're, I don't, you're probably I don't right. think, I think the revelation is going to come when they show up like, where are your parents? You're the prince. Yeah. Now prepare to die or whatever. So Yeah. Yeah, but... Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I don't think that's what it means, what you think it means. Mm. Uh, and so, anyway, uh, I think that's it for this episode, Frank. I think that wraps it up, yeah. Good stuff. All right, well, until next time. Up, up, and away.